Hi, Kirby. Hi, Sarah. Welcome to Los Angeles. Welcome, Glamgelinos. We hope you stay a while. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com We thought the bed bugs bit. We thought the bed bugs bit. Because Patrick and I were in Paris, as I mentioned last Tuesday. We were there for two days. And then we left. And then we came home. And rampant were the reports of a bed bug infestation in good old Paris. And I'm here to tell you I was having a mental breakdown over this. Because not only were we in Paris, but then I came home for a single solitary day. And then flew to my friend's wedding and then went to my parents' house in Texas for a week. And I was like, if I give my parents bed bugs, they do not need this in their tender age of 64 and 65. They don't. Do you have to just like get rid of everything? Is there a way to like combat it? Do you smoke them out? Everyone was talking about the strategy of having to get rid of bed bugs. And I was kind of like laughing a little bit. It's not funny, but It's just hilarious that this happened and then everybody was in town for Paris Fashion Week and then everybody's now going back to New York and New York's like, do we need a bed bug infestation on top of the rats, on top of the flooding of the subway stations? Like, do we need this? No, they absolutely don't. Bed bugs are truly one of those things. It doesn't matter how clean you are either. That's the thing. Like, I posted a photo of me in front of the Eiffel Tower, as one does, very basic. I was like, the bed bugs bit. Because Patrick had bites on his ankle when we got home. Mm. And we've now decided they're actually mosquito bites. We do not think they were actually bed bugs. Yeah. But we did ride the train where they were just like creepy crawling about. And a lot of people were like, did you get a, a refund? And I'm like, what? Why would the hotel give us a refund? They're not going to give yeah. us a refund. But also it doesn't matter. Like you could be staying at a palace and they could have bed bugs. It doesn't matter how clean you are. It's just once they get wherever they're going, they're going to start multiplying. Yeah. And they weren't just in the trains. They were in the cars. They were like anywhere where there's like any sort of fabric and you're sitting. So totally. I think we're fine. I'm glad that it was just mosquito bites. Hallelujah. But I feel sorry for anyone. Everyone coming back, just throw your stuff in hot, hot water, wash it, then throw it in the dryer in hot, hot heat. Set it out in direct sunlight. Let it them singe to death. Bring them to the dry cleaners. Yeah, exactly. And also warn your dry cleaner, by the way. Like, let them know. You're like, I just came back from Paris. But I am very anti-killing bugs now because Patrick does not kill bugs. He only will kill cockroaches. He's disgusted by cockroaches, but like, I'm not kidding you. If there was a tarantula, you're not killing a fly. I have tried to kill a fly, but literally Patrick will try to like shoo it out of the house. Oh my gosh, Patrick, that's worse than Matt. Matt's like a friend to all insects and animals, but flies, I cannot with flies. 
Also, because it's like landing on like the food. Yeah, same, same. But like if we see a spider or something or some kind of bug, he's literally like trying to get it with a piece of paper and like take it outside. I've become that person too. Yeah, I'm like, they're all living things. Like, why is there so much animal cruelty on television these days? Like literally now having Quinn, I'm like, do I need to watch a show about how someone like got back at somebody by killing their dog? What? What is show is that? Girl, I'm just telling you, did you watch the show? Was it on Peacock with Kaylee Cuoco? It was about like a podcast murder show. No, it was great. But there's an episode where a dog gets killed. And I'm like, I don't want to know about this stuff. Like, I already have trauma around losing pets. Enough of the the animal cruelty that we're seeing rampant in film and television. That's all I'm going to say. Anyways, friend to all, friend to all bugs, except for bed bugs. Please just smoke them out. Kill them and get rid of them. And mosquitoes. I fucking hate you guys. Yeah, sorry. We could do without. We could do without. Speaking of Paris Fashion Week, though, I did want to touch on something that I thought was really spectacular. Someone who's always blazing the trail that oftentimes people are just not ready for what this woman brings. And that's Pamela Anderson. They were not ready for her in the 90s with her gigantic, gorgeous boobs and her thin eyebrows. She was, you know, constantly considered a bimbo. Her fake blonde hair, but she owned it and loved it. She owned it. She knew who she was and she absolutely took the brunt of so much vitriol and just misogyny. Thank you, misogyny. But now she is being heralded by people. She is an icon and as she should be. And now she went to Paris Fashion Week. I freaking love this. So Vogue went and filmed with her at Paris Fashion Week. She has no stylist. She did not have a glam squad. She literally was just like, I'm here. And it was like an hour before the show she was going to go to. She just styles her own shit, puts it on. She put on her skincare, but wore no makeup. And she said, I didn't want the makeup to detract or my hair to detract from the outfit, from the style. And then also she said something like, my mom said I'd reach an age where I wouldn't want to cover my face with makeup. I didn't believe her or whatever. And now I'm here, which I totally understand. And even though like I'm not, Pamela Anderson's age yet, I totally understand that where I'm like, you know what? When I put too much of it on, it looks worse. It just looks worse. Like I just want my skin to show through. And she just has the cutest freckles, Pamela Anderson. She just looks so gorgeous. She still has her thin eyebrows. Yep. Proof that overplucking gets rid of that hair. When she talks, I see her as 20-year-old Pamela Anderson. Yeah. She has that vivaciousness and that that charming personality. Like, it's just very sweet. You could tell she's just such a sweet person. She's like, I'm not trying to be the prettiest girl in the room. I'm like, baby, you don't have to try. Like, you already are. Like, you right. might think that this is not the prettiest girl in the room. All eyes are on you because you're motherfucking Pamela Anderson. Yeah. I was so impressed. And I loved, I, I commented on that video. I'm like, I just love her because... She's always been blazing the trail when it comes to beauty standards, and it's refreshing. It's refreshing. And I know Jamie Lee Curtis posted about it, and so many women are like, oh my God, this is incredible that she's really just letting the clothes do the talking, and she's not, it's not this big, you know, pomp and circumstance moment. It's just, I put on the clothes, I styled them the way I wanted, and I went to the show. And then she was the belle of the ball, and people were talking about her, and she didn't even have to do that much, so... Shout out to Pamela Anderson. I have so much respect for Pamela Anderson. I love her. Same. I, after watching that documentary, 
just look at her in like a new way. I've always like, you know, respected her. But I think like after learning just everything she had to go through, mm-hmm. I just, yeah, have so much, so much respect for her. But we'll share those photos because she looked incredible if you didn't see. She looked absolutely fabulous. I'm obsessed. Okay, let's get into some beauty news. And by the way, Glams, have you heard our spooky intro music? Because it's Halloween. <laughs> Curvy ween. Curvy ween. You know, I usually like to warn people, but I was like, F it. It's October. We're just throwing it in. So y'all have been hearing the spooky music. Yeah, no need for any warning. Oh my gosh, <laughs> we put out our our halloween decorations and then like there are some houses in the neighborhood that like really go all out like one house does like the cocoa they have like the cocoa characters and then they have what do you call it night the nightmare before christmas yes nightmare before christmas all the characters and then this one house has like a giant werewolf that's like taller than the house and zoe is this is the first year where things like actually really scare her and she was like i don't like that i don't like that one (laughs) Don't come to Auntie Kirby's house when she buys one. Yeah. Oh, my God. She likes skeletons. She likes, like, jack-o'-lantern, like, spooky ones. But, like, this giant wolf is just too much. Can you please go get that jack-o'-lantern from Target that's like, my name's not Jack. It's Lewis. Have you seen that on TikTok? (laughs) No, no. It's, like, the most random. It's, like, David S. Pumpkins, but in jack-o'-lantern form. It's, like, giant. And it's a huge pumpkin head. He's, like... My name is not Jack. It's Lewis. Oh and everyone's gosh. like, what is this? I am not a jack o' My name is Lewis. <laughs> I feel like Zoe would appreciate a giant pumpkin like that. Okay, okay. I will go do a target run. So happy October to all who celebrate. Like I mentioned, I went to Texas and visited. I went to my friend's wedding. I got to catch up with my best friend who just had a baby this is her third child. We danced to NSYNC. Life was grand. And then I was visiting my former cheer coach, who is only like 10 years older than me, but we've remained friends. She was my cheer coach in middle school, and she has two children, I believe 11 and 9 or 10 and 12. The eldest is her daughter. And she had been texting me saying, you know, Catherine's really into skincare. She you know, is really into beauty. And like, and I remember being like, go pick up some like Cetaphil or, you know, whatever and call it a day. Like, what does she need? Like, is she, I was like, is she breaking out? And she's like, no, she just wants a routine. And it reminded me of little Kirby reading the magazines and getting my three-step Neutrogena and then eventually my three-step Proactive and, you know, having a little routine together, wearing my sunscreen. Oh my God. Remember Clearasil and like Noxzema? I'm going to tell you right now, I think that those brands are going to have a resurgence. I'm not kidding. Because when I go to the drugstore now, I'm kind of like, I want that minty fresh Noxzema. Give me that. Like when I remove my makeup, can I get like the minty fresh feeling again? I miss that. That was fun. I know. I know we're not supposed to like feeling like tight and like fresh and using like a super foamy cleanser, but like maybe because we were trained and grew up that way. I do like that feeling sometimes, the astringent, you know? And like clean and clear, the Persa gel that you put on your pimples. And like those brands like targeted and owned us as teens, which is so crazy now that, well, we'll get into it, but right, it is just, it's, it's everywhere now. So I went to Stacy's house, my cheer coach, and she was like, let me show you Catherine's bathroom. I'm like, all right. I was in shock. 
I told Sarah about this, but Drunk Elephant had an event a couple of months ago here in LA. It was like their first event since the pandemic. And I very much was the literal oldest person there outside of maybe like the brand people. Okay. Like Tiffany from Drunk Elephant, Katie, their publicist. It was like them and me. We were like the only adults outside of the adult chaperones that showed up with two 11-year-olds. I'm not kidding. And I need to ask them who these influencers were because I'm pretty sure one of them was this tween influencer named Evelyn. Have you heard of Evelyn? No. That's crazy that someone is a tween named Evelyn because that's my mother's name. And I feel like it's just like such an old timey name. Her account is Evelyn. Get ready with me. She has 380,000 followers. She has a link tree. Her videos get millions of views. And it's her basically talking to the camera and everyone's terrified of her. If you read the comments, everyone's like, if I met this child, she would be judging me. <laughs> like, I'm scared of her. I'm 99% sure Evelyn was at this drunk elephant event. And I remember going, how old is she? She looks like she has to be 11 or 12. If she's older, forgive me, but she looks like a tween. And the crazy part about it was this event was for the launch of their retinol eye cream. So I was like, something is not computing here. Why are these literal children here for the launch of this retinol eye cream product? Well, then I started talking to some brand founders and they were like, you know that the children are obsessed with drunk elephant. I'm like, what do you mean? They love the little tiny drunk elephant products. It's something about the size and the color the of them. The minis. Okay. It's like collecting beanie babies. Yep. New age collection of beanie babies. Exactly, Sarah. That is like the best thing you could possibly say. An incredible comparison. Well, lo and behold, last week on October 6th, the eighth issue of Look on Airmail from Linda Wells, the cover story is Babyface. Pricey serums and high-end night creams aren't just for grown women anymore. Meet the new consumers who are raiding the skincare aisles. I literally DM'd her and said, thank you for writing this story because now I don't have to because I have been wanting to write a story about the obsession and it's about Drunk Elephant. So it says, this is like an incredible opener. When Vivian gets ready for bed, she starts with a pre-cleansing oil. From there, it's a steady stream of carefully mapped out steps, a foaming cleanser, a toner, a moisturizing gel, where once she dipped into a traditional cream, she now spritzes with a hydrating spray, which is kinder to her particular complexion. Vivian is 12. <laughs> Vivian is 12. Vivian's 12. There's also Reed, who at 15 has four years of skincare experience under her belt. She can expound on active ingredients, clarifying solutions, and vitamins A and C. I'm like, also, this is very indicative of the tax bracket that Linda Wells is in because it says when, when Reed caught wind that Dr. Barbara Sturm was discontinuing her spot treatment, Reed stocked up. Her eye cream of choice is from MZ Skin and costs $145, her eye cream, at 15 That's nuts. And this is what Reed says. The expensive ones seem to be more active and you can feel it working. Otherwise, it seems like a moisturizer in a small tub. Wow. I mean, this is crazy. Okay, future beauty editor. Right. This is Kirby and Sarah circa 1999. Okay. Like, I certainly was not spending that much on anything, but I was trying. Otherwise, it feels like a moisturizer in a tub. I mean, that's incredible. So this is what 
the story goes on to say, the hot products now come from Glow Recipe, Bubble, mm-hmm. Environ, and Drunk Elephant. Tiffany Masterson, the founder of Drunk Elephant, is well aware of her enthusiastic young fans. And it's a big, big deal, she tells me. Girls who are 13 or 14 are dragging their moms into the store because they can't drive and they can't pay. Drunk Elephant's playful names like Be Goldie, Best, La La Retro, and colorful, almost toy-like packaging, yep, are Instagrammable and TikTokable, says Masterson. The brand's website offers recipes for skincare smoothies, drops of three or four more products that are mixed together and massaged onto the skin. I wanted the, the line to appear very fun on the outside and very serious on the inside. We have to acknowledge the fact that every expert I've ever spoken to has been adamantly against this cocktailing and mixing of products together. So just putting that out there, that is like the one I think um, criticism I do have of Drunk Elephant because I do like their products, but we digress. So this is also, I thought, really interesting. It says, that said, Masterson has no desire to sell seriously serious serious formulas to pre-adolescents whose skin is too tender for many of the active ingredients in those bright bottles. I want to keep 13-year-olds away from the retinols and the C-Firma, which is Drunk Elephant's vitamin C serum. Okay, but then why in the world were those children at the retinol eye cream events? Like, I did not make that up. They were definitely there. I have witnesses. There were literal children at this event. And sure, I mean, I guess you could say that if you're having an event, people are in town, you want them to feel included. And it's more about like for the attendees, like the partnership of it all. So like to like show face and build that relationship. But no, that is a weird fit. So this is who they say that the tweens are influenced by. It says the girls tend to look at older influencers for inspiration. Haley Bieber, Iris Law, and Katie Fang. Do you know who Katie Fang is? Yes. Okay. So Katie Fang, I learned about on my trip to Korea with Stevie and Glow Recipe because she is very much like a fan of Glow Recipe and like very influential when she features products. And it's funny because I have her account pulled up because I wanted to show you her. So she's probably, I think she's, um, when they say older, she's in high school. She's like probably, I think a senior, just a super cute young Asian girl. Yes. Yep. And yeah, she has... 3.7 million followers, almost 150 million likes. She's a big beauty girl, but like, it's crazy because you're like, you don't, you don't need this. You don't need this. And the the fact that she's considered older to tweens is hilarious to me. That is really, really funny. Because like, sure, Hailey Bieber is what, like 10 years younger than us? Yeah, 26, 27. So yeah, totally makes sense that she would be considered older, but like a senior in high school. But then again, when you're a tween, remember going when you were in middle school and you would have like, interactions with high school kids they looked so adult right and like you also like don't want to surely not following you and me you know what i mean like they want to look like katie fang like they want to look young and cute and like they want to look like hailey bieber so who doesn't want to look like hailey bieber anyways it's just so crazy also the glow recipe products too are you know pretty active a lot of them (laughs) you know so it's crazy that they're also using it on their face i mean gosh they're too sensitive, no, to be putting this on. And even with Evelyn, when Evelyn's doing her get ready with me, she'll do makeup and she's putting concealer under her eye where I'm like, babe, what? She doesn't need it. And also it's very clear that she is just doing what she has seen people do. You know what I mean? 100%. She's not, she's not using it because she thinks and, or understands that she does or doesn't need it. 
this is another quote from the airmail look story. Vivian, who we mentioned earlier, said that they want glass skin, clear and very glowing. And another person, Lulu, explains that her objectives are simple. I just like doing it. It's enjoyable, but it also makes my face more hydrated and stuff, which sounds like a very tween thing to say. Totally. Linda also notes that there are now more brands coming out that are focused on tweens, kind of like we had with the clear cells and the noxemas, clean and clear, stuff like that. One is Ryle. Ryle is a new skincare line for tweens that was created by Kelly Adderton. She is a former editor from Allure, and she's a current contributing editor at Airmail Look. We love Kelly. She's going to be on the podcast soon. She has incredible stories of her time working at places like Vanity Fair and Allure. And Kelly's even gotten her brand into places like Formula Fig, which is a place you can go get facials here in West Hollywood. It's also big in Canada. There's also another editor, Elise Tabin. She used to be an executive at New Beauty, and she launched a teen skincare line called Twish, T-W-I-I-S-H. I believe she created it with her daughter, and it launches on the 9th. The market's coming for these tweens. Totally. And I actually kind of like it. Like, Drunk Elephant, sure. When you have those little minis, they're really cute and, like, collectible and, like, that does something to people. I also think that's why young people like Bioma too, because they have really bright packaging. When I was in Paris at the Sephora, they sell Bioma at Sephora in Paris. And there was a group of like 14, 15 year old girls over there trying to get their hands on like that packaging. So there's something about like the colors, I think, right? And like the blockiness, something about that. Yeah. But also back to the minis. So my oldest niece, who is not a tween, she's 17, she actually got into skincare a little bit later, and maybe it's because she's like a teenager now versus like when you're a tween right now, it's like everywhere. So anyways, long story short, she messaged me and she was like, have you seen the Summer Fridays minis for the lip butters? And I was like, uh, no, I haven't. And she sends me this TikTok that like someone's like, we got word that Summer Fridays is releasing their lip butters in a mini <laughs> size. And I was like... Okay. I was like, I'll, if I get the mailer, I'll like save it for you. But I just thought it was so crazy. Like I have fully given her like the full, full size. size ones before. She's also super into Glow Recipe. She's into Drunk Elephant too. But I have another niece who is a tween and my God, the obsession she has. Okay. I'm going to show you Kirby, her little vanity. Yeah. Read through her vanity. Like what does she have featured? She's got a lot of star face. She has Tower 28. Mind you, she has a lot of stuff that I've given her too, but she asks me specifically for certain brands. She loves Super Goop. She is obsessed with her hair because she has long, beautiful black Asian hair. And she follows Amy Chang and she did like Amy Chang's like saran wrap hair mask like oh, thing that she did because she swears that her hair was damaged from all of the swimming that she did this summer. And she was like so upset with herself. And she was like telling my sister, she was like, my hair is so brittle and broken. What am I going to do? This is Kenzie doing. Oh my God. Okay. Kenzie, can we post this? Oh my God. Kenzie is now like a grown adult. Remember when she was just selling Girl Scout cookies? I know. Exactly. She was selling Girl Scout cookies and now she's at Sephora with her best friend and she's spending her birthday money. Here's a picture of her 
and her best friend in front of Glow Recipe. They went to Sephora to shop. She's also obsessed with Sol de Janeiro. Okay. She like wanted me to give her all of the like perfumes. Same with Katie. I know people like to use the Brazilian bum bum cream, but like the children are obsessed with Sol de Janeiro. And I know from other brands that have said that at Sephora, that is like one of the best selling brands because of the children. I've heard that too. Maybe that's like the modern day. We should do a post of like the modern day equivalents of our favorite products. It's like Love Spell from Victoria's Secret, the Brazilian bum bum cream, or like those mists are now the new version of Love Spell. Oh my God, Kirby. I was hanging out with everyone and the it was just too much. Like it smelled too much. It was so sweet. I was like, oh, this is overwhelming. And then of course, Zoe wanted some. So then she started smelling like it. But again, with the fun packaging, the colors, the shapes, like it's just really, really fun. But it's just so crazy. Yeah. She also like, a, you know, like I said, Starface, all of them love to wear the pimple stickers. Totally. They don't even have pimples, but like throw one on. They don't have pimples. They don't have pimples. Kenzie will be like, Mom, I have this like zit. What do I do? And like, we'll lose sleep over it. It's it's pretty nuts. Wow. This is crazy. I am really curious if places like Sephora and Ulta with their mini sections, like their travel, like on the go sections, if they've seen an uptick in sales with those. Because like, I mean, naturally, when you're waiting in line, I always grab something from one of those sections. I feel like people are coming in specifically to get travel size now. And maybe they're seeing more of a younger demographic come in specifically for that. By the way, I went to an incredible Target with an Ulta in it. And their mini section was chef's kiss. It was so good. Oh my God, that Target you went to, I was like, why aren't the Targets like that here? Targets in LA need to step up their game. I have not, people were like, oh, there's like a good one in North Hollywood. But I'm like, if you're in L.A. proper, you are not getting what they're giving the rest of the country. No, you get the city targets. It's not fair. No. I mean, there were incredible dupes at this target. The The Ulta was huge. And Sarah, the Ulta in this target was right next to a giant Ulta right next door. It was crazy. Anyways, I am fascinated with this whole combo. But anyways, the children are advancing in the skincare category, I am looking at this picture I took. What else is there? So there's definitely two minis from Drunk Elephant. There is the Lala Retro Whipped Cream, and there is the Bestie Number no. 9 Jelly Cleanser. She has a bunch of little mini CeraVe's from her dermatologist. Wow, so she sees a dermatologist too. She has tretinoin. And I'm like, Stacy, what? And she's like, no, no, no. She had like this dry patch that like would not quit. So we took her to the derm. And so she's like applying that for that area, but she's not like putting it anywhere else. But she also has Sol de Janeiro. She has Bubble. She has Glow Recipe, Blueberry Bounce Cleanser. She has a bunch of Burt's Bees. She has a bunch of like fragrance mists from Bath and Body Works. Bath and Body. Still got it. Still got it, girls. Wow. So her her mom is buying her these things. 100%. I mean, she gets an allowance, so she's saving it up. But she was saying that she had to kind of limit because she said, you know, influencers are getting her to want to buy these things, but it was making her discontent. It was never enough. And so they had to start monitoring how often she was engaging with these influencers because it was like she'd get one thing and then want another thing. And 
So I think like you do have to monitor it, especially when you're that young. Like it's never going to be enough when you're constantly seeing more content being thrown at you. Totally. I have issue with the young influencers who are talking about anti-aging and like preventative skincare. Prevent what? Yeah. Well, <laughs> like I genuinely think Kenzie hopefully is like really enjoying this. Like it's fun for her. But when it gets to a point where you're like obsessed and you're like staring at yourself and you're like, you know, picking yourself apart, like that's where I am like fearful of. So, I mean, I think that's kind of where it's headed. So I'm hoping that like, you know, the parents can step in and sort of monitor like your friend. Scary times, but fun times. I loved it growing up and my mom was very involved and, you know, it's one of those things. It's something you could do together. It's yeah. Yeah. And I like sharing with my friends. I liked being like the beauty girl that was like, okay, this is a, a rose water mist that Hillary Duff used or whatever. You know what I mean? Oh my God. Totally. Did you and your friends ever make like your own like lip balms? Oh yeah. Yeah. Like that was so fun. Vaseline. Yeah. Vaseline. You add some like food coloring. It's totally. Yeah. Oh, so fun. Gone are the days of DIY, but I know. <laughs> like, I want summer Fridays lip tents. And by the way, this is not a mini, but the new mint lip butter balm. Oh. So good. So good. I really like their applicator. Me too. It's like soft and really like lovely to, to use. It feels nice. And it has a little hook. So I feel like it gets over your lip in the right way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of just cups it. I like it. Summer Fridays is already making their minis, but I think that like Road definitely needs to get on the mini train. Oh, get on the mini, girl. Can you imagine these mini? So cute. On a little keychain? Oh, hell yeah. Put it on a keychain. Love that shit. Speaking of youth, there is some drama about a recent foundation launch. And I wanted, I want the Glam's opinions on this and I want Sarah's take on it too. So the brand Youthphoria, we've mentioned it on the podcast before. It's like a big launch for them this year. It's essentially foundation you can sleep in. And I haven't tried it yet. Have you tried it? I have not tried the foundation yet, no. But I have tried several other Youthphoria products. And I think I may have picked one for like a wife at some point. Yep. So this is a new product it's called Date Night Skin Tint Serum Foundation. I got to tell you, that name is not doing it for me. Just straight up. Are you a skin tint? Are you a serum? Are you a foundation? What are you? It feels very much like let's capitalize on three different marketing terms. Yeah. And then also, sorry, did you mention this already? That Euphoria's whole thing is like being able to sleep in your makeup. Okay. I didn't know that. Okay. So Fiona Chan's whole... POV with Euphoria was that she wanted to create makeup that you could sleep in. She developed it because I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, Glam Julie knows, she was like dating her husband, her boyfriend at the time. And like, she was thinking about like how, when she would sleep over what she looked like and that sort of thing. And she wanted to create makeup that was good for your skin that you could sleep in. Interesting. Okay. We don't agree with that, but I, I do think it's like a fun concept. And I have spoken and met with Fiona before and she's like very lovely. So I've always had really like nice conversations with her. So I think she was just trying to bring something fun and new to the table. I think that a lot of Gen Z really like Euphoria up until this point. Yes, I do think so too. The product that I was most familiar with is their pH lip gloss 
That's the one that I, I talked about their cheek. Yeah, the blush. Yes, the BYO color changing blush, which I know a lot of people like. The packaging is really cute. And so they launched this date night skin tint serum foundation. There was criticism when they launched this foundation because one, two, three. they launched with 15 shades. And to the naked eye, when you're looking at this spread on their website, it's not necessarily the most inclusive. It goes beige, 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 fair, beige, 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 beige. And then there's like two shades that are deeper. Yes. And like, I always try to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. So I was going through and I'm looking and it's like, okay, there's two shades of fair with different undertones. There's like six light to light to medium shades with different undertones. And then there's like one true medium, three medium deeps, and then two deeps. The spread really isn't that inclusive, Mm -hmm. in my humble opinion. So I think people started calling Fiona out about this. And I saw a video from Dana Isabella. She is a model. She's into skincare. She has amazing hair and she's creating her own hair care line. And she talked about this in terms of the spread of foundation. I'm going to play what she had to say. And we can discuss afterwards if you're cool with that. Yes. Announced that we were going to extend our shades of foundation on the day that I launched our foundation. In a lore article, they did. I'm sorry, but this foundation release was shocking. It was jarring. And for Fiona to be doubling down like this is absolutely fucking nuts. I have a lot to say about the brand overall. So grab a snack and grab a drink because we're going to get into every single bullet point. I am so sorry, but you cannot tell me that you looked at releasing this shade range. Okay. 50 shades of motherfucking fair and beige bitch. And you cannot tell me that you were like, thumbs up. Looks, looks good. It's 2023. This is great. People, they're going to love it and nothing's going to go wrong. What's most crazy to me is the way that she is trying to act like manufacturing costs are the reason that they released such a small line as if that prevented them from creating a more inclusive line of 15 shades. I'm no mathematician, but I think it's 15. You're telling me that these 15 shades could not be split up a little bit better. Okay. I'm going to say what we all want to say. If you don't have the funding and you are not ready to release a fully inclusive line of foundation shades, don't do it. Like we don't need it. Okay. And when Fiona says that their intention all along was to expand the shade range, but this is the original shade range, what that personally tells me, in my opinion, is that you think of black people as a complete afterthought. You think about darker skin tones as a complete afterthought, because as I said, this could have been split up better and then you could fit other shades in between those breaks. Do you get what I'm saying? This could have been a much more inclusive flexible shade range and then you could have added in different undertones expanded the range but clearly to me this just gives like we don't give a fuck about darker skin people but now let's get into my feelings about the whole gloria situation the way that they okay so the gloria situation is there is an influencer this influencer got sent i think the deepest shade that they had available and i mean it is egregiously light it's like there was no way yeah in hell that product was going to match her I think a few of Dana's points stand and that we're not saying you have to put out 40 shades of foundation because frankly, a lot of small brands that are not funded in a major way can't do that. And if they want to be a player in those categories, they can't put out that many shades of foundations. And honestly, I don't think that brands need to try to compete in that way. But I do think if you're going to put out a product, you do need to make sure the spread makes sense. 
A hundred percent. It needs to be even. It needs to be even. When you're looking at the shade range, that light to medium, there are so many light to mediums with varying shades of undertones. It's like, well, maybe don't focus so much on the varying shades of undertones and instead focus on making sure that you're hitting deep dark and like medium with this undertone because it does make it feel like you consider people of color as an afterthought. Now, I know that Fiona is a person of color and the other part of me is like, well, perhaps, and this is often what happens, perhaps these brands know their demographics. They know who is shopping. A hundred percent. Fiona's Asian American. I could easily find a shade here. I am represented here completely. And maybe to Kirby's point, she does have a large Asian American customer base. However, still not okay. (laughs) Well, because if you're going back to brass tacks about diversity and inclusion, right? then perhaps maybe there's a large portion of Black people that are not buying Euphoria, but they're never going to buy Euphoria if they don't feel like they're being seen and heard. That's the point that's being made here. Not that you have to cater to every single person. I think like, for instance, Fiona, I would assume, and I assuming makes an ass out of you and me, but when you're in business, you're looking to see who is actively buying. It's why when you go to certain drugstores in certain areas of the country and you're not finding a specific shade that you may need, it's because they're going based on sales alone. So they're not going to overstock on a certain shade just because it needs to be there. They're going to go based on sales because unfortunately, that's, that is how capitalism works. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I think in this case, She kept digging herself a hole because she was like, well, we were always going to expand. And it's like, well, but why didn't you not start with a more even spread and then expand and get a little bit more in the weeds with these other shades? Right. Did she, and forgive me for not knowing this, did she make the argument that because it's like a serum skin tint that it's a flexible shade, like the last deep shade should cover like five different shades? So I don't know if she actually made this point, but I was reading the comments and Elizabeth Denton, who is a beauty editor that we both know, she commented and she's like, yeah, it's not like it's a skin tint. I was like, yes, exactly. Because when it's a skin tint, I remember when Benefit launched Hello Happy. It was Mm -hmm. around the same time that Fenty had launched their 40 Shades of Foundation. It was also around the same time that Tarte was being dragged to hell for their Shape Tape drama. Their Shape Tape Foundation. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, told Pop Sugar that they were planning on extending the shade range after the fact. And I was literally on the ground when all that drama happened because I was the one that had to get involved and say, hey, by the way, who made Amy put her arm out and try a bunch of shades that don't actually match her arm? Mm -hmm. Who was in charge of this? This is insane. And who agreed to post this like it was some great feat of foundation when it was horrible? And that person ended up getting let go from the company. By the way, I don't even know if they make it anymore, but I really liked that Hello Happy <laughs> skin tint. They do. And, oh, they do? Okay. And Danessa Myricks was behind that launch. So, yes. And the thing with Hello Happy is I remember initially we were like, you're only going to launch with like 12 shades. Like, oh, I don't know if we can cover this. But then it took education mm-hmm. being like, well, this is a skin tint. So it's not meant to match your skin tone. It's not full coverage. It's not full coverage. And so I think that if this was truly a skin tint. But it's a serum skin tint foundation. 
100%. And when you're watching people apply this, this is sure as hell a full coverage foundation. This is not looking like a skin tint. You know what I'm saying? Fiona also, I think, mentioned, which Dana covers in her video, that her products have frosted glass, so they look different. And it's like, that doesn't change the spread, people. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like she was arguing that perhaps it made the foundation shade look lighter because of the packaging. But again, the spread, it's not even. It's not even. I kind of agree with Dana in that I'm not personally looking for a product to sleep in. I'm not. I'm also at a very different place in my life. I've had one partner my entire life. They they know what we look like. Yes. On the darkest of nights as well. Like, they have seen some shit, okay? So I'm not Charlotte Tilbury. I'm not trying to keep up appearances here. I'm not sleeping in mascara and foundation. This brand, I think, is interesting, and I think I like the products without this you-can-sleep-in-them aspect, but she was trying to say that she wanted proof of concept that people actually wanted this before she expanded the shade range, and I just think that you definitely could have done that, but also made sure that the spread was even from the jump. Yeah, she could have made five shades, And it could have been even and that could have been a better idea, I think. Yes, because at the end of the day, we have enough foundations. We do. We have enough foundations that have skin loving ingredients in them. There are plenty of foundations you can sleep in that aren't marketed that way. So I'm curious, Glams, did you see this on TikTok? Did you see this conversation? Did you hear about this launch? And if so, did you feel some type of way about it? Or was this not really a big deal to you? I remember like reading the comments on Dana's video and people were like, didn't the same thing happen with Tarte? I'm like, should I make a video? Because I literally can tell you from start to finish what happened with that. I mean, I feel like unfortunately it's happened many times since the Tarte debacle as well. And agreeing with Dana, like it just, it shouldn't happen. If you are in a place where you are launching any sort of foundation, concealer, and you are creating a shade range, you need to have it evenly distributed. You need to offer a shade for everyone. You just cannot. You cannot do it in 2023. This is not the time. It never was the time. Like if you can't, if you don't have the means, if you can't figure out how to make your formulation in a deeper shade for whatever reason or in a lighter shade or whatever, then just don't do it. Because we did see this too with Beauty Blender. Remember the Bounce Foundation, which I love? They were also dragged for a similar thing. And Rayanne Silver, the founder, was like, well, I was trying to cater more to like my Latinas. Right. It's just hard. It's just hard because it's like, okay, like there's brands that cater towards black skin. There's there's like Orsay, right? I was going to say that was my example. Like Orsay is made specifically for Asian skin tones, Asian undertones, because a lot of times we just can't find ourselves in a foundation range. And that is why Orsay was created. But you have to like say that you have like that needs to be your marketing. Right. And that's a niche. Yeah, it's niche. (laughs) You can't come out after the fact and say that. Right. Right. Exactly. Like if maybe Beauty Blender at that time had led with we're focusing on Latinas and their undertones and it's like, okay, cool, fine. But as far as I know, Euphoria is an equal opportunity beauty brand. They want everybody to try their products and be included. And I think that with this particular launch, it makes it seem like they are excluding a specific set of people based on their spread. If you were Fiona right now, what would you do? How are you getting out of this? Not how are you getting out of this? How are you 
apologizing to your customers and how do you make up for your mistake? I think that right now there's just a lot of conversation on TikTok. So if I were her, I would get on and issue up an apology saying, I was so excited about the technology and wanting to get it in people's hands that it was a oversight on the spread. And what we should have done is made sure the spread was there and then go into more targeted undertones versus the way that we did it. We are working to fix this. I would love to offer a 30% discount, whatever, and call it a day. And I would pull the launch. Oh, you would? I think I would. I think I would just, I mean, I know that that's like probably like logistically and like financially not a smart idea, but I think like to make the statement that you really are trying to make, like, I think you should pull the lunch. Interesting. If you are a brand founder, we will happily post any voice message or text that you send the hotline with what you would do. And we will keep you anonymous, but we would love to hear Even if you're not a brand founder, even if you're like a business strategist in beauty, we'd love to hear your take on this. I haven't been as active on TikTok, so I hadn't really seen much of what was being talked about. I just saw this video because it gained a lot of traction on Dana's page. And I thought it was a really interesting conversation because it felt like a conversation we were having six years ago and it's kind of back. So Glams, let us know. Thank you everyone for listening this week. We will be back on Friday with another great guest interview. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify so you don't miss any breaking beauty news or product reviews. And if you want to support us, be sure to follow us at Gloss Angeles Pod on all platforms and join our Facebook group. Plus, find every product we recommend on our website, glossangelespod.com, as well as links to the stories and news we report each week. You can follow us, your hosts, I'm Sarah Tan, that's S-A-R-A-T-A-N, on all social platforms. And I'm Kirby Johnson, K-I-R-B-I-E, on all social platforms. mom deserves better than a drugstore card this mother's day surprise her with a truly special personalized card from moonpig add your favorite photos a heartfelt message and we'll even mail it for you the same day all for just five dollars from mom to grandma we have something to celebrate every mom in your life every mom deserves a moonpig card get 50 percent off your first card at moonpig.com moonpig.com